to the old rugged cross and trade it someday for a crown. Remember that great song? It's appropriate for us today talking about discipleship and, and the things that we've talked about. How are groups going? You having fun? It's awesome, isn't it? Well, my name is Drew Klein. I'm one of the pastors here at South City, and we're so glad you're here. You know, I'll be honest. I was a little skeptical. I'll just be real. Can I just be honest? I was pretty skeptical. I thought, man, we go, we put people in small groups, and I'm afraid our attendance is not going to be good. You know what our attendance has done? It's going like this, through these small groups. And the reason is because you're connecting with each other, and that's the church. Church is not an event where somebody just speaks or somebody plays music or sings. It's not just about the event. It's about life together, and that's what we're getting a chance to do. So it's just beautiful. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of these groups. Thank you for your commitment to it, and we are, we're just excited to see what God is going to do. Um, if you've been a part of these groups for a little while and you're, you're learning kind of what they're about, you know that we've been talking about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, right? What does that actually mean? We, we see churches... We, we hear people say they're Christians, uh, but what does it mean to be a disciple, right? If you've gone through this book a little bit, you, even uh, this, these three or four weeks, you know that, number one, we, ha- we have to believe the gospel. We have to understand what the gospel of Jesus is, right? And as we do that, we know that Christ has, has given his life so that we can know God and we can be forgiven of our sins and the power of the resurrection gives us the power to live this Christian life. We, we know the gospel. Secondly, we know that to be obedient to God and to be identified with Christ and his people, we're going to be baptized, right? That's, that's the second thing that we do. We're going to obey him, but not just obey, we're going to identify our lives. In other words, my identity won't be in me. It won't be in the things I do or the things, my talents or this or that or my preference. My identity is in Jesus and Jesus alone. And I'm going to identify myself with you. Because you're my church, you're my family, and we're going to walk life together. It's beautiful. The third thing here that you're kind of getting into today is this. So what does it mean to be a disciple? Because there's lots of churches who say they believe the gospel, and a lot of people who've even been baptized. But see, the thing that's, that's next is, do you love Jesus with your life? We see a lot of churches... We see a lot of people who have been baptized, but do you have a relationship with God that it makes its way out of your heart into how you live? Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commands. So the question I had to ask myself back in college pretty seriously was, Drew, you say you love God all the time. You sing you love God all the time, but your actions aren't showing that you love God. Your actions are showing that you love you, right? And so that's what we're kind of getting into Am I a disciple? Does that, what does it mean? Do I know him? Am I identified with him? And am I living for him? You know, there's a, even a verse Isaiah uses uh, that says, uh, they honor me with their lips. God says, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. That's not supposed to be the church, that we just honor God with our lips and our hearts are far from him. He needs all of us. He needs all that we are, right? All of us. What we say here around here at South City is, that we want people to be authentic disciples. We want them to be true, authentic disciples. And in order to do that, the reality is this. Our lives have to be different from before, now than they were before we knew Christ. If you, if you call yourself a Christ follower, listen, and your life looks nothing, is nothing's changed 
from before the time you knew Christ and you're still doing the same things, you're still the same person, nothing's changed in your heart, you still have the same habits or addictions or problems, nothing's changed, something is wrong, okay? I'm saying that in love. The reality is when Christ comes into our heart, we believe the gospel, we're being obedient to him, and we love him with our lives, one thing happens, we change. We have to change. Our lives have to change. And I think what we do is we, we do a couple of things here. We make a decision. We're going to follow Christ. And we also have to realize this life of mine is not my own. It's not mine anymore. Paul put it like this in Galatians 2.20. It says, I've been crucified with Christ. I, I don't live any longer, but Christ lives in me. This is, this is not my life anymore. It's Christ's life. I'm dying to my preferences. I'm dying to the old life that I used to live. Now Christ is going to live through me, right? But, but if you followed Christ very long at all, <laughs> you begin to realize this real quick. This is hard. Has anybody noticed that? You make a commitment. I don't know if you or some of us got saved or decided to trust Jesus at camp or something, right? Or a youth event or a, a revival service. And man, you're, you're pumped up and you're, let's go. Let's go, and about Monday afternoon, it gets real, doesn't it? And you're like, oh, yeah, I said I wasn't going to say that. Or, oh, oh yeah, I said I wasn't going to look at that. Or, oh, I said I wasn't going to do that this weekend. All of a sudden, the rubber meets the road, and we go, this is what I said. Now, who is it that I'm going to be? Right? crucified with Christ. That old person is gone. He's dead. So it's not just that, though. We have to learn to do our part. Some of you say, well, how do we do this? How is this going to work? So the first thing you need to know as a believer is this. You're not alone. You're not alone. The Spirit of God is with you. Paul says in in Galatians still, fifth chapter in uh, verse 16, I think, he says, I say walk by the Spirit and you won't gratify the, the desires of the flesh. If you're walking in a way that honors God and, and you're being led by the Spirit and you're walking in the Spirit, you'll, have a, you'll be able to live a life that honors Christ. So you're not alone. That's the first thing. But then what's our part? What's our portion of this, right? Well, we have to die. We have to die to ourselves. We have to die to those old things that were in our lives. And we have to deny Die and deny. Can you say that with me? Die and deny. One more time. Die and deny. This is what Jesus said in Luke 9, 23. If anyone would come after me. In other words, what he's saying is, if you want to be a disciple, this is what it's got to look like. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. So Jesus is kind of saying the same thing that Paul had said. Paul got it from somewhere, right? And Jesus said it. He said, deny yourself and remind yourself we have to die. And I love the fact that Jesus put in this phrase in Luke, daily. Because sometimes we think we can do something one time and that counts, right? No, man, every single day when you wake up, there's a reason Lamentation says his mercies are new. Because we're going to need them day after day after day. But also what we have to make the choice to do is to say, Lord, I'm going to say no to self. I'm going to deny myself so that Christ lives in me. No longer I live, but Christ 
lives in me. I'm going to die to myself. I'm going to deny myself. And I'm going to do it daily. As you were talking this morning, began the conversation about renewing our minds. Well, the reality is change won't happen unless we make a decision about it. The very first place change is going to happen is right here. Right? It's right here. What do we think? What, what are the things we think on? I love this quote from Bruce Wilkinson. He says, repentance means you change your mind so deeply that it changes you. Think about that. You're going to change your mind so deeply at the core of who you are that it changes you. Has your repentance, you know what repentance is, right? Repentance is saying, God, I've been going my way, and I'm going to deny myself, and I'm going to turn, I'm going to go the opposite way to follow you. That's what repentance is. And when we repent like that, when we change like that, we're saying, Lord, it's changing all that I am. I love Zig Ziglar is one of my, my favorite kind of inspirational business speakers. He said this, I think it makes sense. He said, you are who you are and what you are because what has gone into your mind. But this is the good news. You can change who you are and you can change what you are by changing what goes into your mind. See, we're, we all are made up of, of who we are, the baggage, the things we've learned, the things we've believed in. And trust me, most of the time that's not good until Christ comes into our hearts, into our lives, and he begins to change us. And we would realize we want to make a change, it's got to start here. And he's saying we got to change what goes into our minds. We've truly got to renew our minds. You know, I think it's so interesting. I'm, you know, I know how to use a computer, but I'm not like awesome at it. But we have a lot of computer IT professionals. If you're a computer IT professional, raise your hand. I know of at least... So there's just four or five right there, and we got, yeah, five or six, yeah, I don't know what it is with you guys. It's awesome. We love that you're here. Do you guys remember this whole, this, this phrase, uh, G-I-G-O? Somebody tell me what that is. Yeah, you're not even a computer professional. That's impressive, honey. <laughs> garbage in, garbage out. I, I remember I took a uh, computer programming class. I, I don't think I did very well, but uh, in high school, and I remember learning that there, right? Garbage in, garbage out. In other words, whatever you put in this machine, that's what's coming out. Don't expect to put something in this computer and get something you didn't put in out of it. It's the same way with our hearts. It's the same way with our minds. If you put garbage in your mind, that's what you're going to get out of it. We have to change what we're putting in our mind. This is what I want you to see this morning. Being a follower of Christ is not about external appearances. We've, we've talked about that. It's not about what people see or what, what, even what you say. It's about internal realities. It's not just about external appearances. You hear me, church? It's about internal realities. Who are you here? Who are you when no one's watching? Are you a disciple at that point? I love this verse. You've read it this morning. In fact, I'd like us to read it together. It's one of my favorite verses of scripture. Can we read this together? Here we go. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So you, you've looked over that this morning, right? 
we've been really trying to figure out what that verse is saying, what it means. I just want to remind you of two things. There's two things here Paul's saying. We live in such a way, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices in such a way that we're being authentic disciples. Right? That's what we do. How do we do it? We do it by not conforming to the world. Not just letting the world make a decision for who we're going to be, but transforming our minds by renewing our minds, right? That's the thing that we have to do. Offer our bodies. Be authentic disciples wherever we live, whatever we do, whatever we say. And we have to do it by changing our mindset. So the question is this this morning, and we're going to go in just a minute. What's going in your mind? What are the things that you're allowing to go into your heart and into your mind? And the question is this, do the things that go into your mind, do they grow your walk with Christ or do they grow you in conformity to the world? Because every one of us, today, you're going to make a choice, right? Today, every one of us is going to make several choices. Am I going to believe that about myself or about God or about the church or about the community or about whatever? Because that's what people say I need to believe. Are we going to trust Jesus and what he says about us, who we are, who he says we can be, what we can do, what can happen in this community? we got decisions to make. They say in marketing it takes seven impressions. In other words, you have to see that billboard. You have to see that commercial on TV. You have to see that thing in a magazine seven times before it sinks into your heart. The reality is this world is marketing and flashing things, belief systems, lies in front of us all day, every day. And you have a decision. What are you going to allow in your heart? And the things that you allow into your heart and your mind Are they making you more like Christ or are they making you more like the world? What is it? Uh, In college, I I struggled with my mind a lot. And I remember I heard this story about an Indian chief and a young warrior. And the warrior was struggling with decisions he was making. And he went to the chief and said, I don't know what to do. I'm I'm struggling with decisions that I'm, I'm having to make. I just feel like my heart's being torn in two. And so the chief says, well, the reality is, All of us have two different dogs who live inside of us. One's an evil dog and one's a good dog. And he said, they're just, they're warring inside you. And the young warrior said, well, who's going to win? And the chief said, which one are you feeding? If you're feeding the good dog, he's going to be the wins, the fight. If you're feeding the evil dog, he's going to be the one that wins. It's just a matter of what you're feeding in our own lives, right? I'm going to close with us this morning. In this verse, there's another one of my favorites from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. This is what Paul says in Philippians. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus. I love that. Whatever you're walking through today, whatever you've been allowing in your mind, whatever struggle you're thinking through, whatever's taking up space in your mind, right? Lay it before the King of Kings. Don't be anxious about it. Give it to God. Pray about it. Maybe you need to pray about somebody else's needs. That's what supplication is. We, we pray about our own needs, and we, when we're praying in supplication, we're praying for other people. That's what that means. Lord, I know they're having a need. We're going to pray for them too. 
When we do that, when we make our requests known to God, the Bible says he gives us peace. Peace we can't even understand, and it will guard our hearts and it will guard our minds. And then this next verse is so interesting. I love it. Listen, and I'm going to just tell you this real, real clearly. If you're struggling in your thought life, and probably all of us are, especially men, I think all of us, but listen, memorize this verse. This is such a beautiful way to, to kind of place in front of your mind when you have a decision to make, when you feel your life going down a certain direction, memorize this verse. This is a way to filter what's going on in your mind and in your soul. Paul says, finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. And what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. You just go down that list. Whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's lovely, praiseworthy, excellent. God, are these the things that I'm letting in my brain? Because if it's not, it's, the reality is it's garbage in, and then there's going to be garbage out of my life. I love the last thing. He says, watch me. Watch what I've been doing, right? And then he says, this is the way you're going to live them out. You're going to have to practice them. I don't know if anybody plays piano or has any hobbies or does anything with any, you know, skill. You don't just go from point A to point Z, do you? Everything takes time and takes practice. We don't go from living like the devil one day and just being a saint the next. We're going to have to practice these first principles. We're going to have to daily die and daily deny ourselves so that Christ would live in us. And the old man, the old person that we were, will die. That's what it means to be a disciple. That's why we're doing these groups. That's why we're learning together so that we can honor Christ with all that we are. Everything we say, everything we do, what we allow our eyes to see and our minds to think, that those things would honor Jesus. And that we would become the disciple he wants us to be. I want to pray for us this morning. And then we're going to give you a couple of announcements before we go. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for these friends. Thank you for South City Church. Thank you for the beautiful work you're doing here. Not because of us, in spite of us. Thank you that your grace is sufficient. That you love us so very much. And you have such a beautiful plan for this community and for us Lord, I pray that we would truly understand what it means not to just believe the gospel, not just to be baptized and attend an event, but to truly become disciples of Jesus who are living in such a way that we are daily learning to die to ourselves and deny ourselves so that you will live through us to this world who is so desperately in need of seeing all that you are. God, remind us to filter our hearts and our minds to think on things that will honor you so that our lives would replicate a life of Christ to this world. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen.